0: The Damn Podcast is brought to you by the Influential Grooming Lounge. It's more than just a barbershop, it's where influencers elevate each other and the community meets. Welcome, everybody, into another episode of The Damn Podcast with your hosts Marcus Greaves and Angie Machado. I will say this before we even start, Angie, I have to say RIP to Nipsey Hussle, who was one of my favorite hip hop artists, and he passed away yesterday, so I'm a little bummed. But that's all right because, uh, you know,
1: I mean, we're it's back. Bad. It is sad. It's like my, it's my, it's probably, it's the Tupac of your, your It
0: generation. is. It is the Tupac of my generation, so I'm a little disappointed, I'm a little sad, but you know, he had a positive impact on my life, and the same as everybody, or a lot of other people. So, um, R.I.P. Hustle. Angie, you're back from nice oh my sunny gosh, weather. It's
1: been, a, it's been a rough couple, because I had to skip one pod because I was sick, I got that flu or whatever that was going around. I haven't had a fever, Marcus, in seriously like five or ten years. I don't know, but it was not fun. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I bet it was rough, huh? It was. It was not fun. And then I felt like crap for like a week. And then yes, went spring break. We try to get down to the sunshine of the desert. So um, with lots of friends, and I got some pool time, healed me up, and I'm ready to go.
0: And you're ready to go. That's nice. Where did you go again? Was it Palm Springs?
1: Um, Palm Springs, La Quinta. Oh, just outside of Palm Springs.
0: Okay. That's nice. I'm a little jealous. Springs has all right. gotten a
1: little uh, a little uh, rich for my blood, so we had to move <laughs> a little further out. But it's nice. I mean, we we go with friends and have a little house with a pool and hit yeah. Costco up and Ooh. have a week in the
0: sun. Costco. That's what I'm talking about. Well, Angie, let's uh let's start with this. I said I talked about in, in last week's podcast just a little bit. Um, you know, and before I I I, I guess I went on a rant. I did. Um, just because I felt like the school could do a better job of and, and really everybody, right? And that's between us fans as well, um, you know, the school, the football program. Everyone can do a better job to make the fan experience better. And like I you know, like I started it off is the more games you win, the better it's gonna be no matter what. You could do everything under the sun, but if you don't win the football games, then you know, the fans aren't gonna have as great of time. It's not gonna be in a way, it's just not going to be better, right? And until they win football games, we probably won't see it to where we want it to be. But I think a good thing that we could really talk about is since you worked, Angie, in the uh, – uh, what was it? the?
1: It was our Beaver Nation. It was yeah. uh, BASF back in the day.
0: Yeah, so can you just talk a, a little bit about what – kind of what that experience – showed you in a way or how you think about this whole situation because I feel like you would have a really good take since you were around it. So um can you kind of fill us in on, on yeah. what you think could be better?
1: I mean I have I have lots of opinions obviously but um and like you said at the end of the day it comes down to wins. I mean I I was fortunate to be a fundraiser for the athletic department in two thousand from two thousand to oh six. So you come in during you know the best football season that the Beavers have ever had, um, which made fundraising really easy. Um, I was part of the raising research team that did the um, research stadium expansion. So, you know that was it was huge. But the the team was also winning, and there yeah. was a an upswing and and not that raising research wasn't hard. It was it was very difficult, um, just because a lot of people had to step up, and it wasn't about just one or two big donors footing the bill. It was everyone, you know putting in some money and 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 making that happen so um i mean i there is there's a huge sense of pride when i see that that uh well i call it the new side but it's not so new anymore um a razor stadium I, that opened in 2005 so i mean we are already what is that 14 years mm-hmm. that that quote new side is has been in in play but Um, as far, so, you know, yes, winning makes everything easier. It makes raising money easier. It makes coming to, you know, getting fans in seats. Um, getting that is, is way easier. But at the same time, you know, it, I was asked to, um, be on the fan experience committee. So know that that is, is something that, um, you know, there's several beaver blitzers that are sitting on that committee. Um, and actually, I, I, I kind of went off on a rant on my own the last meeting just about, getting fans and seats. And so this is my, my kind of little rant at, you know, the, the athletic department, and I was able to voice that and, and voice a lot of concerns that people in the lodge had, had And so I've kind of found myself now on a, you know, a ticket and a fan committee, a, a subcommittee there. So um, it'll be interesting to see, you know, what happens. I, I just feel that at this t- point in time with the team not doing so well, you need to get creative, and this is the time where you do. You you start bringing maybe youth football teams in, and from you know up and down the valley, not just Corvallis and Albany, but get creative and get you know the youth football teams from you know the Portland area to come mm-hmm. down and offer them free tickets, offer the parents reduced tickets, um, and just get the stadium fuller. I guess um, it's not going to be a, a sellout every every week, but that's the. To me, in my opinion, that is the biggest thing that's lacking in the atmosphere department is. There's just not enough people, yeah. And a, and a lot of, a lot has changed. I mean, I think back to 2001, um, and you look at those games now that they play on TV. That wasn't a good product to watch it on TV. So it was better to be in the stadium, yeah. And now, I mean, with all the camera angles and the HD and everything else, I would argue that you kind of have a better experience at home. Mm-hmm. You can be comfortable on your couch. You have these giant screens in front of you. Um, so getting the Fans there getting the I mean that's the hugest part in atmosphere. It helps the team. It helps everybody. Right when the when the crowd's into it and loud. So you know there's been tons of discussion in the lodge. Is it is it the music they play? Is it the the halftime and in the in between quarters? The you know silly races they do. That stuff. Everybody does it. You know it's just part of part of the game day deal. But at the end of the day, it has to go back to winning and. Before they get to winning, it needs to be getting creative with tickets and getting butts and seats.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Just finding ways to get fans interactive because, and, and people say it all the time, too, is with the students, right? If the students aren't having, if the student section isn't full, then it's not going to be a great, you know, it's just not going to be a great game. It's just because they bring energy and You know, the last. Well,
1: no, I would say the student section, though, has been pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, I think back even last year, it was it was decent. I mean, it was pretty full.
0: Yeah. And, and like we say, I I don't want to take it away and like put it on the fans, right? Put it on everybody else. Because like we said, at the end of the day, it's wins, right? You win, people want to go, right? It's same thing with recruits. If you win, recruits want to go there, but,
1: and, and donations, you
0: mm-hmm. know, you win and people want to donate. Mm-hmm. People want to see, you know, yeah, they want to donate to the cause. And if you can't find a way to win, then, you know, we can't blame anybody, but you know, the, Other than the team and everything like that. But Angie, I liked your take because I just, I I wanted to see it from other people's point of view because I always see it from a player's point of view. And so Uh when I'm running out to, I don't know, some techno, uh, I don't even know what you call it, dubstep music, I'm like, what is this? Right? (laughs) Like nobody dances. I don't even know how to dance to this. I can't (laughs) headbang. I have a helmet on. What? the,
1: The electric dance music or whatever it
0: is? Yeah. And that's why I'm like, this is like, And it shouldn't be little things like this that that really matter because at the end of the day, you know, if you say that to like a school like UW, as I use as an example, that they play that and they're, I mean, their stadium's full, but they win games, right? And so I just think we have to find, we have to do something different. Just always find something different because whether it's ticket prices, because, you know, they're, they are kind of expensive, which it doesn't make a lot of sense. They shouldn't be that expensive. You make them cheap like I said in the last episode, I feel like that more people would obviously show up because you have a cheap ticket. You get to watch a live football game and yeah, you have to go through whatever else, you know, the, the traffic, everything like that, finding parking. But it's like, if you, it, it's just, I feel like there's a better chance of them going. If you don't have an expensive ticket, like you can't have a $70 ticket for a team who's, you know, one and six.
1: Yeah. And, and you can, you know, increase it when the, you know, supply and demand mm-hmm. as the team gets better and demand's there, then you raise the price and that, another idea that's been put around in the lodge a ton is concession prices mm-hmm. and like Atlanta Falcons this year saw huge increase in concessions by lowering the price, yeah, and making it you know don't don't sell seven dollar hot dogs. they sell a three dollar hot dog, and then people are eating more, they're enjoying you know the product more.
0: Yeah, and And they uh, don't feel like
1: they're getting gouged at every every turn.
0: (laughs) Yeah, they don't want to feel like they're getting robbed by getting some popcorn. I feel that one hundred percent, one hundred percent. I feel that, and but that's you know we can we can kind of put a bow on that and just you know be done with that conversation until hopefully um, if she texts me back later this episode, um, Sarah. I don't want to butcher her last name. Angie, you hit it perfectly. What was her Elcano? Elcano, that's what it is. Okay, yeah. Sarah O'Connor will hopefully join our podcast if she can if she texts me back if she has some time today just for 5 or 10 minutes but until then we can kind of put a bow on that but we'll bring her on um hopefully either today or or in the next coming weeks just to see what she has to say kind of um reach out and you know just give her take on what she's trying to do to make the fan experience better because um as anyone who followed it on Twitter saw that yeah you know, we did have some you know, we were talking about it. Nothing negative at all. She just understands that, you know, it's not the best right now, so she's trying to change it. So, you you know, hats off to her for everything she's doing. That's super nice <laughs> because not everybody, you know, I think regardless, she gets a paycheck. So um, if she's going out of her way to do something like this, then you have to, you know, you have to tip your hat to her. But uh, Angie, it sounds like we have, in a way, I would say maybe a little update on um, at least... A little bit of spring ball, maybe a little bit yeah, with the quarterbacks. Yeah.
1: yeah, so you know, pr- spring ball hits off. They they've had the past couple weeks off for finals week and spring break, and now they are back at it tomorrow, Tuesday. They hit the field again, um, Tuesday, Thursday, and then um, I think I think Beaver Nation should be excited to see this the squad scrimmage at B- in Beaverton on the thirteenth or at the spring game on the twentieth. So, just some things that I've picked up um, from watching the group, things I've heard. You know, first and foremost, the, the whole quarterback battle and, and I I will say right now I am wrong. I have been wrong. I have been saying it's um Tristan Jebby. I expect him. But I'll tell you what, Jake Luton has really impressed people this the first two weeks of practice. Um I, I he opened my eyes at the Beaver Combine when he ran a sub five forty. Um, for a big guy like that, that was impressive because I didn't think he could do that. So, um, just everything we've seen, what we've heard, he is really, um, you know, standing out and is taking the first team reps with this squad. So, um, nothing against, uh, Tristan Jevia but, um, you know, this is, this is Jake Luton's right now to, uh, this is his team right now to lead. So, mm-hmm. um, see how this plays out. There's a long way to go and, and, You know, Jake hasn't shown to be the most durable quarterback out there, so um, it's it's a long time till the first game. But I think if you're a Beaver fan, that's very encouraging news, just because then you'll have two quarterbacks ready to go.
0: Well, that's yeah, that's you know, that's just the nice thing. It's you have ready quarterbacks, but this is you know, this is kind of what we want to see, though, right? So if it's just competition, I always say, always makes everybody better in the room. But you know, Jake Luton, like I said. I thought I was the same thing. I thought it was gonna be Tristan Jebia, but Jake Luton, you know, if he feels in a way he's like, Oh, well if they're gonna overlook me, then I you know, I'm I'm I have to play better, I have to do better. And that's good. Right? You want that. You want you that's know you, want. that's exactly what you want. So um you know, it's gonna keep going on, right? I think they still do they still have two more weeks or three? Three, three more three weeks.
1: more weeks, yeah. more weeks of
0: spring ball. And so now, Angie and I said in the last episode is now this is this is super big. You have a week off. How how'd you you know what did these players do in their week off? Did you you know did you party a lot? Did you not really care about football? You know I, I guarantee you the coaches based are on par-
1: based on social media it's, it's interesting because there were some guys you know that that went and enjoyed sun. I saw some some guys in Cabo and oh yeah that's guys the, the yeah South California and, yeah. But I also saw I mean a guy like Isaiah Hodgins who was putting in work. He mm-hmm. went home and was working out like every
0: day. Yeah. And that's I mean that's why I say Hodgins is as good as he is. And there's nothing don't get me wrong, there's nothing wrong with going and enjoying yourself somewhere, right? Exactly. Exactly. But I and I don't want to make it seem like, you know, you can't do anything other than football because that's not the case. You'll get burnt out. I love football, you know, with every ounce of what I could, and I got burnt out at times. It should it happens, yeah. right? But I'm saying that you know, you don't want to see these kids Don't, you know, maybe not even pick up your playbook one time. Maybe not work out one time. And eat a bunch of tacos and walk. Yeah, right. Eat, just go out of your way and, like, just drink every single day and, like, not really care, right? And I know the coaches for a fact said, you know, go have fun, but make sure to do it in moderation. I know for a fact that they probably said that. So um, I'm happy that they got a week off, right? Everybody needs that just to refresh your memory, uh, you know, just kind of take a break from everything for a little while, school, football, but now you're back, right? Now it's – you. in a way, you you have to sell yourself to these, to these fans and really sell yourself to everybody, right? Because if you go to the spring – and, you know, some people – I know a lot of my old teammates are like, spring ball doesn't mean anything. And, you know, part of me feels the same way, but part of me feels like it's a good time to sell yourself, especially with this topic that we've had. Like you have to show improvement if you want people to show up to your games. So, if you, you know, exactly. at these Beaverton or at this Beaverton scrimmage at the spring game, if, you know, if they show up and they just look bad, right? Miss tackles or, you know, drop passes or whatever it is, right? If you don't see improvement, people aren't going to want to go to your games and call me yep. the, you know, call me the hater, call me the social media hater, whatever it is. But it's true. You know, anyone who I've talked to that's old school, that's been on winning teams, they understand that. And, you know, Evan, yeah, I mean,
1: cause why, if you're not going to put in your all, all year. You know, why should a fan yeah. drop hundreds of dollars days out of their, you know, mm-hmm. their life. Exactly. To that?
0: There's there's plenty of old players who say that, you know, you know, like I was talking to and he was like, Man, if we lost the game when I played, like he was like, I felt embarrassed. Like <laughs> he's like, I was walking around the campus with my head down, like I didn't want anyone to see me. Like that kind of yeah. stuff. That that is a different level, and that's why, you know, teams like that were successful is because they understood like, listen, if people see us fail, right, as long as we're giving our all, then I think they'll be okay. But compared to, you know, if it's been the same thing for almost five years now where, you know, we see this, oh, next year is going to be, you know, a crazy year for me. I'm about to go off. And then you don't go off. Well, what are you selling yourself on? What are you selling these other people on? So, yeah, you know, like I said, I don't want to be the hater. I'm just keeping it real. You know, I that's something that I think they they finally get – because you don't see it as much because I know when I played there was a ton. Even you know, even I did it myself. It was you know, all right, we're going into this game, it's game day, it's time to post the picture, it's time to do all this. Right? But then when it came down to we get blown out forty seven to seven against UCLA at home, then what are we supposed to do? Right, when it's like forty to nothing in the first quarter. Exactly. <laughs> like it's just exactly. I mean, it's true. Um but I'm excited i'm really I really am excited to see what beaverton what this Beaverton scrimmage what the spring game is going to show. I think there's a lot of pieces that are gonna fall into place defensively yeah, offensively and, I, I think, and everything like that
1: you know we've been having a fun time kind of looking through twenty five players to watch this spring and it's been fun kind of to kind of step back and and really dive into this and this was done by Raji Woodward, one of our writers and so it's it's fun to have that a different perspective, you know, from what you know we're seeing every day. Or, mm-hmm. um, but you know, I, I will say I, I still have some question marks. I'll be watching the offensive and defensive line really close, and yep. we haven't seen a ton, you know, during the practices that we're able to see. It's a lot of um, installation, a lot of fundamentals, and not as much eleven on eleven live action. They yeah. save that for Saturdays when they close it down to the media. So, um, I really, really. I've heard that, you know, the the offensive line, and I've seen, that you know, they, they still don't have Nathan Eldridge there yet, so that'll be a big key part of it the center. But um, there's some key pieces there that really need to kind of come together. Defensive line, same thing. I, I need to see more live action and see how they're doing. I, I need to see more pressure um, from them. But I, I've loved what I've seen from the, the linebackers. Mm-hmm. I, I think they've made some big strides, and I'm excited to see more from the secondary.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, the secondary, I think they're going to be good. Um, I really have been impressed. Just, you know, overall maturity level of um, Isaiah Dunn, as everybody knows, we we probably had some whatever beef, if we want to call that beef. I don't really care. But, um, you know, I think he's done a lot. I think he's gotten a lot better. I saw a couple, you know, at that Beaver combine that they had. Um, He looked a lot bigger. He looked faster, and he, he, he just looked mature the way he carried himself. He Mm -hmm. looked like he was just. He looks like he's ready to play. You know, at some next level football, right? Take his game to the next level, and I like that. That's that's the kind of stuff that that'll shut me up for sure, right? I'm not, you know, I'm like I said, I'll you know I'll be I'll keep it real. Like if someone proves me wrong, I'll say it. And so that's why you know I hope they do. Um, And so that that's something that's a kind of a point I'm excited for is because I think a lot of people thought once we lost, you know, Jay Irvine. Once we lost Xavier Crawford, that we were kind of, you know, in the in the slumps. We're like, man, how are we gonna, how are we gonna recover? Like, those are two big pieces we lost. But I think Isaiah Dunn will at least fill one of those shoes very well. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And so um, I do know for a fact we've kind of been skipping on everyone's, not skipping on, I should say. It's just um, I, last week I posted the damn questions it's a little too late. I was really busy here at the station. But um, Angie, we're gonna get some damn questions. I have a in. bunch.
1: Yeah. I have some because we had. Um, was it a couple weeks ago we post questions and then I I think the studio was being used or something, something happened. And then, yeah, then I was sick and coughing up a lung and Marcus let me off the hook on that week. And then he let me off the hook again while I was laying out in the sun. So Marcus, (laughs) you're a rock star, but we have all these questions. And so I wanted to, from Beaver Blitz, I wanted to, um, before I, before we get into that though, I wanted to just let everyone know, and I, I can't even imagine that you would have been listening to the podcast as long and not taken the plunge to try Beaver Blitz. I mean, that would surprise me. But if you haven't and you've been looking for a reason, not only do we have spring ball and baseball. So baseball coverage with J.P.'s Weekly Walk-Off is worth the price of admission in its own right Um He breaks everything down, super detailed. But we're also jumping into May and June, which is May evaluations and June camp circuits for football recruiting. So you'll definitely want to get in the lodge. Um, We're also covering, Adam's been covering women's basketball recruiting. We have an article today on a five-star that's checking out Oregon State. So um, if you haven't taken the plunge, this Mm -hmm. week only we have our spring promo. Sign up, pay for one month, and get two additional free. So three months. For nine ninety five, mm. No-brainer.
0: Come on, y'all. It's no a no-brainer. Okay. We could do it. So that
1: was my, my shameless plug. But I do have questions that I think will be fun to answer.
0: Absolutely. Let's do it. Damn questions are brought to you by Body of Health Chiropractic and Wellness Center. Dr. Jason Young has been the chiropractor for Oregon State Athletics since 2011. Go to yourbodyofhealth.com for more information.
1: Okay, Marcus. There are... Some fun ones.
0: All right, let's and I think do we it. have
1: to start with our old friend Matt Ciafone. He says he's asking a repeat because we didn't answer it. But what is more likely, the Bees to make a bowl in 2019 or the facilities master plan actually being released?
0: Ooh, ooh, that is a good one. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Bees to a bowl game. Wow, I am, I am. I have 100.
1: 2019. Yeah, we're going to a bowl this year.
0: Hey, you gotta you gotta set the bar high, right? <laughs> you have to do okay. it. I have holy I keep, I keep having to not keep having to but I just feel that when the, the breakthrough is so soon I just feel it <laughs> maybe I'm maybe I'm crazy but I feel it I do I just think that with the pieces that have came to Oregon State with the way the Pac-12 has been kind of going I just look at the schedule and yeah you get guys like you know you get teams like Oklahoma State and Oklahoma State's always good but you know if it comes to a shootout it's just whoever can get a couple stops on defense. I know our defense has been bad, but with those next defensive pieces, I see it right. Don't, and don't get me wrong. I know it's early, but that's I'm going to keep it real with you guys. That's how I feel.
1: Okay. Well, I'm still thinking the facility master plan is coming. So, um, I know they're, they're planning some, some things football. I I believe that the, uh, football weight room is going to have a little facelift here that they should be announcing shortly. And, uh, there's there's things on the horizon, and I, I do believe that Scott Barnes sees the importance of the whole West Side. It's just a matter of, of how they do it.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
1: Um, okay. So, C. Beaver says, Will Tinkle be forced to make some changes to his staff to improve recruiting, game management, offense, and defensive output? mm I thought we might have seen it because I saw yeah. Coach Gottlieb was a, a finalist for the Cal Poly job, but he didn't get it. Yeah. So,
0: um,
1: yeah, I mean, I don't know if he'll be forced
0: to. Yeah, I don't think but... he, I don't. Yeah, I don't think he'll be forced to, but I, I think he will. I mean, it's. I don't want to say things are getting stale because I don't think they are. I just think that maybe in order to take that next step, you have to make changes. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. Here's a fun one. What in the blue hell, OSU? Let's play a version of – oh, it's, it has some bad words in it. So it's going to be called Marry, Dump, and Date. All right. Mary, any Dump, sport and Dump, can be Any sport can be used for this exercise. So we'll start with which current Beaver coach would you do anything to keep at Oregon State for the long haul? The coach that you're going to marry.
0: Uh, this is from the head coach all the way down? Sure. Ooh. And then – Reasons why would be greatly appreciated. I'm going to say, gosh, I don't want to be biased, but I'm going to be biased. I just think Coach Petrie, I, I think he's just, I mean, I really like Coach Petrie. I like what he has done with his running backs. I like his... Is he awesome? He is. Yeah, no, I, it's hard because, you know, a lot of people say Coach Smith is a little quiet and, you know, it's kind of hard, to, not hard to talk to him, but, you know, he's just a kind of quiet guy, kind of stays to himself, but... Um, I got a chance to just to sit and talk with him a couple of times. I was like, Man, like why didn't I well, get a he play? Knows tough, yeah, he knows
1: his stuff, doesn't he? Yeah,
0: why didn't why didn't I get a play for you? But <laughs> um I'm just gonna say Coach Petrie just because I've talked to him more and I think he's a really good recruiter. I like the way running back wise he thinks. Obviously me being a former running back I have to be biased, but I'm gonna say Coach Petrie, but Coach okay. Smith is a close second.
1: I'm going with Coach Ruick.
0: Okay, basketball.
1: I think you just keep him. Yeah. Because they're playing at such a high level. That's okay. So, which current Beaver coach would you dump right now if you could? Ooh. I and who would you rep, who would you pursue to take their place?
0: Oh goodness! What? <laughs> who, are you, who are you dumping, Marcus? I don't know. Oh goodness! Oh, uh, Angie, you might have to go first. I might have to think about <laughs> this. I just can't. So think I, I'm it.
1: looking at some of the responses. Some people would dump Tinkle right now. Okay. I, you know, I, goodness, who would you dump?
0: I don't know. I, I, I don't know if I could say Tinkle though.
1: Yeah. I, cause I think there's been, well, I don't want to say there's
0: been improvement cause
1: there really hasn't been. I dumping, who am I dumping? Maybe. <sighs> I don't want to say Tibisar because he's only had a year, but if I could dump him and get, I don't know, who would I get? Urban Meyer.
0: <laughs> see, yeah, but like that. See, that's the thing too. Like, see, yeah, we dump like Coach Tinkle and get John Calpari Like, yeah, yeah Like yeah. I mean, I'll go with that. That's, that's what that's I'll not do. Realistic. Yeah, it's yeah. not realistic. It's hard. It's too hard for me. As you guys hard. can probably listen, you're like, oh my goodness, yeah. Man, just spit it out, Marcus. But I don't know.
1: No, I haven't I don't. really um, met. It... Yeah, yeah. I just like I said, I I don't think it's time to. I think Tinkle gets another year. I I, I would give him one more year. I would um, okay, 40, then, yeah. which ex Beaver coach would you do anything to get back with?
0: Ooh, Angie, I think I, I'm going to go ahead and say I think I know yours. I'm going to say Coach. Er- mine? I, I'm going to say Coach Erickson.
1: I know. I, <laughs> I think. Know me so
0: well. <laughs> I think Coach Erickson. Me, as anyone probably knows, I'm going to go with Coach Riley. Just the fact that what he's done for me in general, which is probably, yeah. you know. A lot, <laughs> but just you know, obviously believing in me, giving me a chance. He was the first first Division One coach to come knock at my door. Um, I had a couple others, but he was the very first. And uh, not to get off track, but Angie, that's something that we should talk about. You know, maybe actually Adam and I can talk about that on on the damn recruiting podcast. But I think I think the first team to offer you a scholarship, Division One, Power Five. I don't know what it is. That's just like a different feeling. Like they just, they really like that really sinks in because like I said, it wasn't the facilities, wasn't anything at Oregon State like that, but it's part of it was just one coach Riley Two, the fact that they were the first people to believe in me. That's kind Mm of, you know, that almost, you know, that kind of sold me right there, but that's a topic for another time, but I'm going to go with coach Riley.
1: Okay. Well, yeah, I I would say coach Erickson, just because, and that's that's like you know going old school and like that was twenty years ago, right? So I don't know if I'd want him now, twenty years later. But I just he did so much for Oregon State, so I guess there's that soft spot. But I, I you know, a close second for me. Ooh, let's hear would it. Would be would be um, Coach Casey.
0: Oh yeah, how can we forget about Coach Casey? <laughs> well, Coach I didn't. For, I didn't forget about him. Not, but...
1: not and nothing, you know. I'm not saying he would be doing anything different with the baseball yeah. team right now. And hell, they swept. Washington on yeah. the road. I mean awesome, but I mean dude, that guy
0: pretty good. Just just a genius. <laughs> okay. Yeah.
1: So, I have another one. And this is a, this is going to be a thought-provoking one for you. And I I can go first if you'd like me to go first. All right. HK07 says after watching for over a year, what is your opinion of coach
0: Smith and the staff? Oh, that's easy. They're, they're I mean, You kind of talked about it. Yeah, they're X's and O's geniuses. It's just you have to find your niche in a way that you sell. You know, like everybody has – and even, you know, at the top-tier colleges, they have to find a niche to sell. Like some people – like Alabama, all you have to do is sell a national championship, right? But even then, it's hard if people think Coach Saban's like an asshole, right? Because <laughs> he yeah. probably is. Yeah. But But you always have to find your niche. I think, you know, my thoughts on the staff is I think they're the right staff. It's too, obviously it's too early to tell, but you just see kind of what, and people don't take this in, you know, they don't, they don't think about this enough is look what they were kind of left with. Not like, yeah. no, not, exactly. not like disrespect to the players. Cause there are great players on the roster, but it's like the program that but there
1: was no depth.
0: Yeah. There was no depth kind of the way that the program was left with kind of like a big question mark. Like, are we, like, are we going to be physical or are we going to be fast? Um, you know, kind of what the players have went through. You know, and that's, yeah, they were that, down. Yeah, that's another thing that people don't think of is like, listen, that last staff like left, left these players like pro- probably in a hard place to trust anybody else because you cycle through coaches so often. Right. It's just it's hard. And I think you give this coaches an actual chance instead of just, all right, first season, why can't we win games? Boot next. Let's try to rebuild again. No, rebuilding doesn't work like that. That's why I say it takes time. So I think it's the right staff. Smart X's and O's. If you want to argue with me, I think I could roast you guys when it comes to this. (laughs) I think.
1: No, I I agree. I think X's and O's wise, I think, like you said, having the chance to just talk with Coach Smith, like one off, off the record, he knows what he's doing. Mm -hmm. And he's doing it a lot like Chris Peterson. I mean, it's a very, very similar. um, But what I will say is that staff, they stuck to their guns and they, they could have done some different things last year that I think maybe would have helped them. Win a couple, maybe a game, maybe mm-hmm. see one more game, but instead they stuck with their system, and they wanted to instill that, and I, I think that'll pay dividends down the road.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's give them time. You know, it's, they don't
1: have all their players yet. Yeah, I they. Mean, don't, the guys
0: there's don't a lot of. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of things that.
1: But what he's done with grades? I mean, they've been con- consistently now putting in top grades, like breaking record after record for football grades um guys are going to class um yeah i think he's doing it his way
0: mm-hmm. absolutely doing it his way and that's you know you kind of you're going to get those people that just they're angry right it's just i don't get me wrong we get it like you're you're upset <laughs> you guys want to win games just as bad as we do so
1: yeah and we're we're getting into such a and and i think part of it is with technology the way it is is we've we've gotten into be such a, a society of instant gratification mhm Um, whether it's, you know, you can watch any sporting event live. You can, so I I think a lot of it has, I mean, people expect to win. It's like, okay, we've been, we've, we've lost for five years, but this year we're going to win. And it doesn't necessarily happen that quickly, especially if you're trying to change the entire culture, change an entire scheme, an entire system. yeah So, um, I mean, I, I, I think I'm in the hopeful camp that we see, A lot of improvement this
0: year. Yeah, and I think we will, and maybe we're right, maybe we're wrong. You know, it's (laughs) they come. You know, I think a lot of people come to us because they like to hear our opinions and our take on things because we've been around the program. And you know, this is my take. I truly think that they they can make a stride, make a bowl game. Worst comes to worst, they win five four games. Regardless, that's improvement. You you know, like in what I said in the last. You know, I said this in the last podcast is um. You know, there's people who always bashed on Coach Riley in a way, but think about it. his last season, very last season, I know things were, you know, starting to head probably down, but you look at it, they won five games and people, you know, Oregon State fans were pissed off about that. Think if we won five games this year or next year, I guarantee you people, oh my goodness, we'd probably be throwing a parade. (laughs) <laughs> it's just being real, you know, know like, that far. Yeah, right. It wouldn't be that far, you know, but just in general, you know, yeah. it's look at our situation, be real with yourself. I had to be real with it too. Yeah.
1: You got to check yourself. Yeah. And that's,
0: you know, I had to do that as well. I, for, I came into this podcast thinking that, listen, yeah, it sucks right now because they're not winning, but when they win, it's going to get even better. But you know, sometimes we have to be, we have to be realistic with our situation. We, they were, you know, maybe we're still in rebuilding. Maybe we're on the upside of rebuilding. But regardless, it's not going to happen overnight. Wins can't happen overnight, and success can't happen overnight. A lot
1: from Coach Smith
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and Mark. I know you were at the recruiting dinner, and when he got up and talked, he really—you could—there was just something that kind of clicked within him when he started talking about the team, and he really feels that he sees the light at the end of the tunnel.
0: Yeah, and that's what you want. If you, you know, if people thought Coach Smith was the wrong hire, and you go get somebody who, you know, maybe had success in the SEC or. Had success somewhere else, like yeah, okay, go get them, right? But if it doesn't matter who you have, if you don't win games, people are going to be upset. But it, as long as yeah. you have a coach who's, we've heard this before, who's said that they're one hundred percent bought into the program, bought into everything, and then they get up and leave, right? <laughs> it's like well, that's
1: the thing with Smith. I mean, he obviously has a passion
0: for yeah, being here. He wanted I mean, to kind of like here. coach
1: rule it, you know he He went to Oregon State. He he wants to see it a
0: success. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um Angie, do you have any more questions for us?
1: I don't. That's it. But thank you guys for submitting your questions.
0: Mhm, absolutely. And um so Angie, it sounds like we're going to make a little changes to the damn podcast just because the timing of kind of every episode, not the timing, but just the way um that it plays out. So it sounds like we want to do every other week, right? That's what we're going to do now maybe.
1: Yep, that's we're going to I mean this we've already gone well over Damn podcasts! From what we have done in the past, when mm-hmm. when uh, Brandon and I were doing them, because we would only do football season and then do um, a couple signing day specials. So mm-hmm. um, you guys have gotten like all this bonus coverage, but <laughs> um, we're gonna we're gonna mix it up a little bit. We'll have a, a podcast that uh, Monday right after the scrimmage in Beaverton. We'll have another one after the spring game, and uh, we'll also have the recruiting podcast because really, heading into April and May and June, it's all recruiting because mm-hmm. we have guys coming in for unofficial visits now in April. May is when the coaches hit the road and go out and do their spring evaluation and then June is camps and 7-on-7 tournaments. So we'll have lots and lots and lots
0: of recruiting coverage. Absolutely and so yeah, we'll we'll in a way we'll shift focus from the Damn Podcast to the, damn to the recruiting, damn recruiting podcast, podcast with Adam Nicholson and I and Angie obviously we're going to we'll have you on as well and um you know, we're going to bring a bunch of people on but you know that podcast is is now more of this time, just because you're right, the recruiting timing and everything like that. So stay tuned to that. That I think will be on Thursdays, every Thursday, um, until probably fall camp starts up. Then we'll kind of die it, maybe like bring it back a little bit, then bring the damn, and then we go back to is back. damn podcast back. Yeah, you know. So um, that's probably what our plan is going to be. If it upsets you guys, I'm sorry. I can give you guys my phone number if you just want to talk beaver stuff with me i'll do that (laughs) um but anyways if that if angie you don't have anything else um thank you guys again for listening to another episode of the damn podcast with your host marcus Greaves and angie machado next week no two weeks we'll be back